0: Hey everybody, welcome to Side Scrolls, your weekly gaming podcast where we discuss games and all the news surrounding them. I am your host, Robert Schlofke. Joining me, as always, is the Kazooie to my banjo, Andre Da Silva.
1: That's me. Uh, hi, everybody. How's it going? I'm just glad to be alive. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, I know. We Sorry about that, everybody. I know we just started the podcast and we already took three weeks off. Uh, the first week I got sick, uh, I kept practically coughing up a lung, which is weird because I don't smoke. Uh, and then, I guess, Andre, you came down with a bu- bubonic plague?
2: Yeah, like
1: I'm pretty sure it was something like that. Like I was really, really bad. I, I'm glad I'm alive.
0: But we are back, and we are super excited today because we have a special guest with us. Uh, it's one of our friends, uh, longtime friends, and uh, she decided to grace us with her presence today. So, everybody, I'd like you all to meet Heidi.
2: Hey! And also, I think you guys got yeah. sick because you live in cold weather so huh? yes
1: and we like to cuddle when we're not recording
2: nice well yeah let's, let's, that's, that's between you and me right? <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: it's it's funny because uh it was like one after the other like i was good the week that he was sick and then as soon as he got better i got sick
2: you passed it off
0: but yeah we're like we're really excited thank you heidi for coming uh, i know you and me had been talking about it for a while yeah.
2: Thanks for having me. Oh,
0: uh, it's our pleasure. Uh, we wanted to uh, bring you on because I know we all know we're all big fans of Bioware, and they have Anthem coming out this week, or <laughs> actually comes out in like three weeks, uh, the twenty second. Yeah. So, but there was a demo that everybody was able to play this weekend, and I wanted to get your opinion and our opinion as big Bioware fans. Uh, so I asked you to play it, and you. You were uh you squeezed in the time to play it and you decided to join us so I appreciate that. Thank you.
2: No, yeah, definitely. I mean it it gave me a good reason to actually pay $10 for the 1 month PlayStation oh, Plus. So <laughs> I basically spent so not just the 59, 60 bucks I'm going to spend but another $10 on it. So when I thought about it I was like, "Oh man, this game better be freaking uh, worth it."
1: Are you getting the release? Are you are you getting it?
2: Yeah, I'm going to get it. I mean, it's Bioware, and I mean, that's the reason why Robert, I'm sure, brought me on, because I'm like a diehard Bioware fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And like I said, we'll talk all about our impressions, uh, and I, from what I understand, we all have some, some things to say about the game so far.
1: Yes, we do. So, Oh, uh,
0: yeah. But w- before we get to that, we, uh, we have news and uh, other games we've been playing this week, so we're going to save the Anthem talk towards the end. Uh, okay. Usually, we're going to use that as our main topic, just because we have a lot of stuff today but before we start uh heidi as as our very first guest i figured that uh, there's the internet likes controversy and they always like to judge people so no internet so kind of i figured everybody can get a good good or bad opinion on you based on a few choices that i've come up with to you know decide what people want to argue with you or or uh, agree with you on so i've picked 11 short choices they're binary little choices. Little choice
1: there's about 50 choices
0: each <laughs> yeah i and what you the just, heck? I, i'm just going to uh quickly say something and then you have to give me an answer so i'm going to say two things and you have to choose one of the two things
2: okay all right it. I'll, so,
0: I'll just voice and go over yeah.
2: All right, so, I'm game. So, okay, so this is, uh,
0: I guess for now, I'm gonna call this uh, Binary Blast. All right. Okay. Because I gotta call it something, right? Damn, damn,
2: right. Damn, 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 so,
0: I'll, there's 11 of these. So, just quickly, first first one that pops in your head, okay? Uh, Mario or Sonic? Mario. Okay. Uh, PlayStation or Nintendo?
2: PlayStation.
0: Okay. Wow. Vampire the Masquerade oh. or Werewolf the Apocalypse?
2: Mm. Werewolf the Apocalypse right, for
0: sure. Okay, good. So that's why you're my friend. Uh, okay.
2: <laughs> Light beer or dark beer? Dark beer
0: all the way. Okay. Blazing saddles or space balls? Ooh, blazing
2: saddles. Cool ranch Doritos or Cheetos?
1: Oh, come on.
2: Nope, Cheetos. <laughs> all, all, yeah, had, for sure. They got flaming had... hot. Doritos do not have, they, they tried their own version. It doesn't work.
1: Have you had the sweet chili Doritos?
2: Mm, I don't like sweet mixed with it i like Uh, either a spicy kick or savory all the way okay now
0: here's here's a tough one for you dragon age or mass effect
2: Ooh, that is tough oh (laughs) man okay actually i would say mass effect just because of jennifer hale all right i was not
1: expecting that
2: (laughs) Yep. Uh, okay
0: samus aaron or zelda (sighs) samus
1: yeah for sure samus is like like a badass okay
0: Sonic or literally anyone else but like, Sonic because yeah. let's admit Sonic sucks. <sighs> yeah. Whatever, dude. <laughs> okay, uh Horde or Alliance? Horde. All right. I don't think okay, uh, and, okay,
1: we and, can continue.
0: And this 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 is a tough one. This is the last one. Sel- Selma Hayek and Dust Tell Dawn or Selma Hayek in Desperado?
2: oh i would have to say in desperado
0: <laughs> all right so, so that that's all the ones i wrote down here everybody can make their choices <laughs> See if she's right or wrong and uh if you guys want to uh tell me how wrong or how right she is just uh email us at side scrolls right.
2: come on and now
1: down. i'm right I don't, I don't know about you but I don't, I don't think i need to know anything else about you like I, <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty awesome.
0: You know. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I pretty much that, that just sums up uh, everything about it. You're hired. Good job. Yeah. Thanks. Well, yeah, we were already talking about like if we need like a third host or something, like you're probably going to be better than both me and Andre. So or at least Andre, I'm pretty good.
2: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> or I could be the next host. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, just kidding. <laughs> here to the keys the <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: so she, she's taking over this garbage truck on fire is that what it is no yeah. no i wouldn't say a, i would say it's more
1: like one of those uh, uh, like uh, those giant garbage bins that have wheels
2: you know and it's okay. kind of rolling downhill
1: on fire <laughs> okay because nobody's no. driving this thing there's no wheel
2: <laughs> or no, brakes it's, comi- it's coming up on even ground so you're fine
1: all right all right
2: so uh well that's that's pretty much everything in the intro
0: so we kind of want to move right on into the news um a lot of stuff has happened in the three weeks uh we're not going to talk about everything uh we just kind of picked some things that just happened in the last like week or so just because uh everybody's memory is pretty fleeting sometimes and it's, most people aren't even talking about things that happened so, like 2 3 weeks ago yeah uh, so we just want to pick up a a few things 24 hour
1: news cycle you know what's what's happening this minute
0: yeah so, but we just kind of want to start with like, uh, I guess, let's, let's kick off with this first news uh, story that I wrote down here. Uh, so, Retro is restarting Metroid Prime 4's development.
1: Okay, 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 hang on. The, the proper headline for this article is, Nintendo fails at developing Metroid Prime 4, decides to reboot, and asks Retro to take over. That's, that's basically what this article is about. Let's, let's basically
2: getting saved because yeah. it was going to be a crap game. So it is a good thing I think for them to start from scratch and go with a developer that can do it right. So I'm for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like so basically kind of what happened was I think it was last year or it might have been 2 years ago that Uh, No, it was was last year where Nintendo announced at E3 that they were making Metroid Prime 4. There was no like trailer or anything. It was literally maybe a 10 second clip of a fade in out of black and a big Metroid Prime 4 logo on it. Uh, Yeah. But the rumors were that actually Bandai Namco was going to make the game. Right. So, so, uh, and it kind of died down. Nobody had really heard anything else about it. But, from what was just announced, uh, this was January twenty fifth. Uh, I got this article off of Polygon dot com, and they just said that basically Nintendo was unhappy with the their product, and, and Nintendo's always been a company that hasn't been afraid to uh, stop something that wasn't to their standards. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, back even when like the famous like NES era where they had uh, the quali- the seal of approval from uh, nintendo but and that's one thing about nintendo as a publisher and developer they they don't they very very rarely make bad games and it's because they're willing to do things like this like they've been working on the game for a year and a half people were super excited about it and they just said all right it's not working out bandai namco yoink we're taking the shit back uh retro you've made three of them you've made uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, uh, you're getting this back because this was your baby before, and it's going to be your baby again. So don't fuck up, or you're fired too.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it went exactly like that. Uh, but, <laughs>
0: I mean, I was paraphrasing. Like, like, yeah,
1: I, I'm sure I read, I read that in the legal document, but I think that I think that, you're right. I think Nintendo keeps setting a really great example uh, for studios because, in a lot of ways, when you see like a massive failure uh it, it just blows my mind that there's not one person in that room or building that will come up and say guys this really sucks like like this game is not what we wanted to make or this you know we all we all have had, like games we've been, like like looked forward to and turned out to be like a huge disappointment um yeah
2: and this and this is metroid prime series. Exactly. i mean you can't mess this up and you exactly. have a solid fan base that is Yes. looking forward to this and it's like you know it's on the equivalent of uh, the Zelda game I mean yeah. I would say it's it's that big so they knew yeah. they couldn't mess it up
1: so kudos for that one guy that stood up and said that <laughs> you know this really sucks let's move on and I mean I'm sure somebody got fired or, or in trouble or whatever but uh, I think it's really important for other companies to kind of follow that example I know commercially like there's a reality that we, we as gamers we don't like to acknowledge right like we don't like to acknowledge for a fact that, for example, that people have to go to school for years and years to learn to develop and code properly, and that it costs money to like you know, actually put a team together, run a company, and create a game. Uh, but um, I think it's kind of you know, to some degree, you know, it's there's a, a barrier of entry in the game industry when you want to you know create games. That's why so many companies start off with indie games or you know smaller projects, and then once they make money. You know, maybe they crowdfund it, and they have like a whole lot of capital to work with, and they, you know, they they go bigger. But, um, you know, obviously Nintendo is not going to kill them to to scrap project, and it you know, may be a different story for like a smaller studio. So I'm not saying that every studio can do this every time, but definitely kudos to them for hitting the big old reset button uh, and yeah. trying to deliver something for the fans that they deserve.
2: Yeah, just, and definitely, you just gotta wait longer. That's yeah, it, you know. which
0: is not a problem. I mean, like. I- I have a Nintendo Switch. I've got plenty of games coming down the pipeline this year or you know, even if they're not like the big Nintendo AAA games, but there's plenty of like indie, great indie games coming out too. So, it's not like I have a a drought of games that I can't wait for a Metroid Prime, especially a good Metroid Prime game cuz Yeah. I, I do like the series. I'm more of a I'm more of a 2D Metroid Prime or 2D Metroid guy, but I really did enjoy that first Metroid Prime a lot.
2: Um, right. Yeah. I mean, it's just something that I I, I know that everybody's going to be grateful for in the end. I'm I'm excited yeah. about it. I'm glad that they're doing this. And uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, Samus is my girl. I am not going to allow her to go down in flames. <laughs> We're not going to have Metro Prime Four be that the yeah. start of that.
0: Then I hope I hope you never play uh, Metroid: The Other M. I don't know if you did. Did you want to
2: play? No, I did not. trust (laughs) me,
0: you do not want to. The way they put uh, Samus in the story, she's she's not the badass that you thought she was.
2: Mm. But uh, no, I I refuse. All
0: right. But uh, let's kind of move on to the next story. Uh, So let me ask you guys: Who here's a fan of uh, Groundhog's Day?
2: Love it! One of my favorite movies. Bill Murray is uh, still one of my favorite people in the world. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm not, I want to say I'm a fan, but I've, I've watched the movie and I've enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. So Groundhog's Day is actually probably I don't know it, the three movies for Bill Murray for me are Groundhog's Day, uh, Caddyshack, and Ghostbusters. So depending on the day of the week, I could tell you either one. What of about those, the one of my favorite?
1: Nightmare, was not Nightmare Before Christmas, what's it called? The one, uh, the Christmas one.
0: Oh, Scrooge. Scrooge, Scrooge, yeah. I am surprised you did not choose that in your top three, too. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I really love Scrooge, but I I would have to say it's probably, uh, like, right below those three. It'll be in my Mm -hmm. top five. Very questionable. So, anyways, (laughs) who would have thought that we would get a sequel to Groundhog Day? Which this is what this article is about. So there has been announced Groundhog's Day the VR game. Now this this is the sequel. Why? Like this is a sequel to Groundhog's Day. Like it is literally like. So, I mean, I don't see how this is good news. Like hey
1: guys, it's like. Do you know that beloved movie you like from, like, your, you know, childhood? We're going to crap all over it and make it into a VR game.
0: I, I, I don't get it. Like, I think, I don't know, I like VR. Like, I, I'm very interested in the medium, and I think this could be, like, a really fun game, and the fact that they, they're, story-wise, like, because we've all seen the trailer. I, I'm surprised you guys hate it as much as you do. Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't think it's that bad.
1: Hate's a strong word. I mean, I, you know...
2: Well, you, I
1: don't
2: know. It, you guys could. It just have... reminds me of like Leisure Suit Larry or something does, like that. You know, like yeah. I just don't want to. It's goofy. It looks like it's just. I don't know. It just it. It's not a sequel that I wanted to see. Like if I, I was going to have a Groundhog Day sequel, that is not the way I would want it presented. Yeah. And I love Groundhog. I've seen that movie dozens of times.
0: No, I get it. Like. uh, Listen, like I like Groundhog Day, and I like the idea <laughs> of this. Like, I feel like I'm defending like against like something nobody's I know, played yet. I'm like,
2: how <laughs> like, is this good? How are you defending it? But it's fine. But it's... L- listen, like uh, this this game is
0: nobody's playing. Like, it's basically it's a direct sequel, which I like. It's not okay. trying to mimic. I uh, think. I think.
1: I f- uh, look, I think that the point that. I think there's less about the game here that we hate, and more about the fact that the sequel to Groundhog Day is a VR game. Even if it was yeah. the game, like okay. even if Groundhog Day was like a PS4 AAA title, Groundhog Day Two, I'd have been like, "Hello, Bill Murray's still alive. Like, why? Why is this not a movie?"
0: Yeah, and right. Bill Murray's also yeah. like what seventy years old now. Like, doesn't I mean... matter. Have you
1: seen all the Marvel movies? Like, make, like, a cutscene where you look like you're 20. Like, <laughs> I
0: guess. and then you right. just appear at the
1: end of the movie, uh, you know, as your old ass and everything's fine. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it makes sense. Like, yeah. uh,
2: with Arnold. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, so, I think the game, okay, it may be good or maybe may be entertaining or whatever, but it's just, I think the the concept of having Groundhog Day have a sequel of a movie that's a VR game, it's, I think that's kind of what's offensive to me. Like, that's kind of, like,
0: it's yeah, hard to know. Accept. we'll see. Uh, I'm I am excited about it. I oh I'm excited about what it can be like. Listen, I'm not expecting this to be like game of the year or the best game, but I like the idea that it's a sequel. It's not you're not playing as Phil Connors. You're playing as Phil Connors Junior. Junior, which I do have to admit the one thing that I think takes away from because in this trailer it shows one thing about the original Groundhog's Day is he didn't know why this was happening and nobody else had experienced something like this where in the trailer it explicitly says that oh my father had gone through this like and I think that kind of takes away from it yeah
2: that also yeah that also turned me off it means like the son and I'm like I just don't we
1: all agree it's it's
2: yeah no
1: let's move Uh, on
0: but, well, yeah. I I'm not gonna fight this losing battle. It's not it's not a hill I'm <laughs> willing to die on. So, Next. Uh, let I want to go into uh, another company. It seems like a lot of things are happening with different companies lately. I mean, I guess it's always is, but uh, NetEase. Now, I don't know if any of you guys know what NetEase is. It's basically this big, giant Chinese conglomerate company that has a lot of money in like video games. A lot like they are. They're the ones that have been developing the uh, Diablo mobile, mobile game. Yeah, I mean,
1: they're, they're like the, they're like the Asian EA that like, like everyone hates NetEase. Like everyone, okay. that's, a lot, a lot of people hate NetEase. Like
2: okay. Like, hate I, I like that you chose to compare them to EA. Like I completely understand.
0: Right. It. Don't you hate yeah. them already?
2: Yes. yes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so NetEase
0: has decided to invest in Quantic Dreams uh so quantum quantum dreams are the is the uh developers that have made um uh beyond two souls and recently detroit become human uh and they also did uh, probably their best work i think their best work was uh, heavy rain but they've always been a pretty much a playstation exclusive company now they've never been owned by them but most people consider them a second party uh, so basically what's happening is because NetEase is deciding to invest in Quantum Dreams, uh, they're going to go multi-platform.
1: Of course. now Which is a, not a bad iPhone thing. And Android is the first platform.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Be careful. I mean, it's uh, possible because like, the thing about these games, and I think uh, me and Heidi have talked about this a little bit, these games are not necessarily like... You don't have a lot of control. It's more like interactive movies in a way. Yeah, It's Kinda more like, like an like experience. Any, yeah, any like the the telltale, telltale games, rest in peace, yeah, uh, or anything like that. It's not like a control uh, intensive games. It's usually like you play something. They they might have you do a quick quick time event. So honestly, like I think if they could get the graph or Not graphics, but if they could, uh, if it could fit on a phone, like Quantic Dream games wouldn't be like a bad choice to play on on those games because it's, since it is not like, you don't really need a controller very much. No. Limited movement. Yeah, uh,
2: I completely understand that. And I, and I do see that because I played Heavy Rain. I played it through. I enjoyed it. And I, because of the, there isn't a whole, Lot put, uh, put on the actual gameplay. It's very cinematic and um, story driven. I think I can absolutely see it mobile. Oh, so, I mean, yeah, I, a bad thing in that case, at least. I
1: mean, I think that's a good point. But like when you, how like when you're playing Heavy Rain, like I'm sure you had the lights off or like dim, and you're in your place by yourself that's, playing yes. the game. Like I don't see you getting into like a game like that, right? Like in like the bus or like, you know, like at work or in the toilet or
0: whatever wherever you are, on your phone. <laughs>
2: like, no, you're right. No, well, you're. I mean, not every right.
0: not everybody plays on the toilet like you do, Andre. I mean,
2: no, <laughs> so it's, it was, I, I do. I and I am sufficient. one of those that I need to like. If I'm gonna watch Netflix, I'm not gonna watch it on my phone. I'm gonna right. watch it and like my 50 inch TV. Like I can't accept it. So yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I, but there are so many that are not like that, that I see yeah. being able to watch, you know, big cinematic film on their little mobile devices during time or, you know, on the bus. And it's just, yeah. I think it, for the masses, I think that it would work. I think for me personally, I see your point completely, Andre, it, it yeah. would not be my thing.
0: And and they haven't announced anything on mobile. Like As far as we know, it's still pretty much going to be just like consoles and probably PC, which, I mean, either way, for a company that is not a first party, being able to go multi-platform and afford to be able to go multi-platform, in the long run, it will help them a lot more. And it's just that extra revenue service that they can get. Because what do you think? Yeah, like right now, uh, PlayStation has, what, over like eight, 80 million units, but I mean, Xbox. It's like half of that. It's still, but it's still 40 million units. Wouldn't you want to have what? that extra 40 million customers to, to uh, service? Yeah, and, and, oh, yeah. and not and not including, uh, you know, if they also do PC as well, which I'm sure they would.
2: Oh yeah. yeah, it's like a microbrewery being bought out by a macro like but uh, you know Anheuser Busch. I mean, that's uh, ultimately they're going to get their product out there even more. So it's kind yeah. of like that, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's
1: there's, a, there's like a counterpoint because you mentioned um, Telltale Games, right? Like, and I was I had this thought to myself, like, you know, would I would would I rather see another Telltale game in the future, knowing that they got purchased by like an evil mega corporation from Asia? Or would I just rather say, okay, no, like let them let the company fail, you know? So I, I'm not saying that's the case, and w- with this acquisition, it may not be. But uh, I think there's there's that side of things to evaluate too, uh, as I was mentioning earlier, with like that more of a, the like realistic side of you know game development and and, and money markets and investors and all that stuff. Uh, this could be a good thing. I mean, like you said, they haven't announced anything, and it's just a matter of, of time. We have to wait and see what comes out of it.
0: Yeah, and, at some point. and so and one of the things about Quantic Dreams and uh, specifically the the main director, I think his name's uh, David Cage, which he's kind of like over has overseen all three of these games. Uh, he, the games have been okay, but the stories have always kind of been a little bloated and kind of a little bit heady. Like it's kind of like that one uh, one fan of all of like. Uh, not like indie movies that thinks they're kind of like better than the big budget. And they like, they're smarter than you. Uh, and so their big, um, uh, their plans for their own movie is this like really heady, heady type of game. And that's what these games kind of have been. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, hopefully NetEase ease also reigns him in a little bit. Uh, I hope they're better games than they were before because I know beyond two souls got really bad reception, uh, and Detroit got pretty good reviews. I think it got seven, anywhere between 7.5s to 8. So it's we'll see what happens to them um, from now
1: on. Um, Beyond Two Souls, is that the one with um, Ellen Page? The yes. Actress?
0: Yes. Yeah. And uh,
2: William Defoe? Oh. Uh, but to be honest, it's, I still uh, think. Ha- wait, hold on a minute. It's Willem Defoe? Um. <laughs> Right.
0: great now i got two people here correcting me all the time jesus <laughs> thank you heidi all right, all right. Uh, and besides anyways Move until on. dawn is a better game like that those two and that's not even made by them so heidi i know if you don't like if you weren't a big fan of like the quantum dream games like uh heavy rain that much like i i highly suggest you try uh try and dawn it's it's a really neat little horror game. Not, not yeah.
2: Fun. I mean, the fact that it's horror is, is enough for me to try it. So yeah, so. I, I definitely will. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. So, right. uh, That's
0: right. yeah, so speaking about companies spending money, uh, in buying things, selling things, whatever we got, uh, next story here is GameStop has finally stopped plans to try and sell their company.
2: Meaning so, nobody wants to buy their right, I was say, like, yeah. it this. There's another going another back, Yeah, yeah. So, so
0: as we all know, uh, GameStop is pretty much the bane of most gamers right now. Everybody has always had a love-hate relationship with them, and I don't know if you guys have gone into a GameStop very recently. Uh, I no. try to avoid. It. I'm pretty much all digital for the most part now. I don't find a need to go there. there uh uh but i don't need to go in say i want to buy one thing and then ask to pre-order 45 other things while uh, <laughs> trying to sell anything yeah. else i have for like pennies on the dollar exactly <laughs> like uh, yeah. so believe it or not most people aren't really that interested in that anymore like it's not you know, you actually have to get out of the house, which is, you know, one of the things I try and avoid at all costs. And then you have to go to a, you know, a store and we all like games. I mean, that's kind of why we're here. But like, even if yeah. you've gone inside one of those, like the walls have games, but for the most part, it's like half the wall. It's all like
2: pop figurines now. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's what they're, they're, they're now. Half of them half of the real estate is on toys. Yeah. And then, I mean, we're not 15 anymore. We're not going in there yeah. trying to buy games. And, you know, back then for us, yeah, we needed to because we didn't have the option to download digital. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I've, this I've, is I've, just...
1: I've been there so, somewhat recently, and I kind of wanted to just come to the, the... Not to the really the defense of GameStop because, you know, I have a soul, and I don't want to go to hell. But uh, just there is a feeling of nostalgia that you get when you go into a GameStop still that I think is kind of neat. It it only lasts about five minutes right now because you're right. You start getting annoyed pretty quickly with all the stuff going on in there. Well,
2: yeah. I mean, it's a monopoly in the end. And it was something for the last, like, 20 years that we all started to realize when they took over, you know, EB Games or Mm -hmm. the – like KB Funko Toys, Land. Funko yeah. Land, all of those. I mean, like then GameStop was like the only place you could actually buy games. So it was yeah. it's nostalgia, but it was also forced on you because you you had nowhere else to go to get your games.
0: Yeah, and even like nowadays what they, you know, with Amazon, you pretty much anywhere else you can buy sell use games, you know. Uh, and even Best Buy has that. So there's competition and and it's just it's GameStop isn't isn't that powerhouse anymore. And like, you're right, Andre, there's times where I drive by a GameStop. stop. It's like, man, GameStop! Let me, let me go check it out. And literally, as soon as I walk in the door, I'm ready to leave because, okay, yeah. this is what the game, this is what it is now. And it's, it's, you know, it's that memory of what it used to be. And, you know, us going on like a, uh, midnight release, you know, when we were, we were younger and being super excited about like, say like the new, Nintendo 64 or new final fantasy game came out back at that time. And we were all super hyped for it. Uh, But nowadays it's just, it's a soulless corporate machine. It feels like, and it's just, everybody has the, uh, and, and people are knowledgeable. It's not, not anything bad about the actual people that work there you know some no job, absolutely and it's just, not. just part being well, my know, brother
2: worked there
0: he did <laughs> no he worked in eb he didn't work in gamestop remember oh
2: see but it became a gamestop yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: so mm. so uh I, i'm guessing this is pretty much like uh it's on life support right now. How long do you think it's going to finally be before they pull the plug on this? You think it's got like another like two years, 10 years. I
2: like... I know 10 years. Absolutely not. I mean, if yeah. nobody's willing to buy it and they reported almost $500 million loss in one quarter, I think yeah. it's the time is coming yeah. and it's going to be similar to what we saw with Toys R Us.
1: The correct That's answer soon. here is not soon enough.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree with that.
0: I mean, I I don't get it, man. I don't see why you don't want to trade in, like, $250 (sighs) worth of games you bought last month for, like, $35 worth of games. Yeah.
1: I I know, man. I am all for these, like, all for these stores going back to, like, um, mom and pop, like, neighborhood, like, you know, individually owned sort of of market stores, which those also disappear. We didn't mention them, but those used to exist, Uh, you know, and obviously they don't, like, by far and large. Um, but you know, GameStop made sense at some point because I remember going to GameStop and I'll, i I think we kind of should move along here. Was was making a point. Like I remember you I would get like $25 for a game that I had paid like $50 for like six months before. And now you go in there and it's literally like, it's $4 for this game. And it's like, well, I just paid $60, you know, a month ago. It's whatever. It's, it's ridiculous. And the reason why that is is because of, the financial sort of picture that they got themselves into, right? Because now you, you added like investors and all these other things that they do and how they spend their money. So they can't turn a profit by having like a reasonable deal to the customer. And that's, for me, it's kind of what, like, that's the nail in the coffin for me. Right? Oh yeah. If I, if I can't get that out of that place, then that, you know, I don't need it for anything else basically. So.
0: Yeah. So that's pretty much everything about GameStop, you know, it's, I'm just I'd like to see what is gonna be on you know in the next five years of not not necessarily games, but is everything gonna be all digital? is it pretty much just gonna be Amazon's the big conglomerate that oh know, yeah everybody's I mean the next
2: be- generation consoles are largely gonna be uh from what I've read, I, I mean, you're not even going to probably need games anymore. I mean, I don't think that that's the, there's no physical games eventually. So yeah,
0: uh, yeah. I mean, definitely, and that's 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 a good topic for us to try and go on to another day with uh, uh, the whole all these games of services type things, and not just games of service, but companies like Xbox doing their whole catalog as a game uh, as a service, like Netflix and stuff. But we're about 30 minutes in now, and we got two more uh, quick news things. I don't know if they're going to be quick, but we'll try and make them as quick maybe as quick. possible. Yeah, let's make it quick.
1: Uh, These are so, kind of old news by now.
0: Yeah. So basically, just I just want to talk a little bit about Epic Games Store and kind of like the plays they've been doing lately. So uh, we were trying to explain earlier. Epic Games is basically the uh, developer and publisher of uh, Fortnite, the biggest game if you're under you know, 15 right now. I know all my nephews play it. Um, my my son doesn't know anything about it yet. Hopefully he won't for a little while, but it's basically like the thing they made $2 billion. I believe they made $2 billion uh, last month alone, just in the game between. And it's a free-to-play game. It's basically a Battle Royale. So they've been killing it since this game came out as this uh, Battle Royale Hunger Games-like shooter. And so they've decided to step up into the distribution um, game like Steam. So what they decided to do is they've made Epic Game Store uh, which came out two months ago. Uh, And they they've uh, they've been making plays in order to kind of get inside the the competition of Steam. Because pretty much Steam, if anybody knows, is basically where all PC gamers go to Buy their games. I mean, there's other software sites or uh, like was it good old games? GOG, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Like GOG. Yeah, yeah, and like uh, Ubisoft has their own store. But pretty much everybody that's anybody has been on um, Steam since it was founded, like what 12 years ago, something like that. But now Epic is the first first company that is really able to try and take a big chunk of their sales because there's a a lot of people now, especially kids that they don't, they've never even heard of Steam or they don't go on Steam at all but since they're in Fortnite they're already connected to the Epic Game Store and they are able to just I mean if if, what like so many people, like hundreds of millions of people are playing Fortnite every day and they're on that game store so they're going to be able to see all these other games now that are going to be on it yeah.
2: Well, no, I was thinking that you know it's actually kind of a good thing if that's you know, something that could be a little bit more competition for Steam, uh, good probably for the developers and yeah. I no. mean it's competitive for them. It's competitive for the for us as the users. I think think it's a good, good thing for everyone.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I, I sorry. I, I read a lot of opinions online. That- everybody agrees with what you just said, Heidi, like we need more competition. Like steam is a, like a real big monopoly and there's really not the many venues for other game companies, but the other very popular opinion too is that Epic is going by this in like the worst possible way. Like they're really going hard after steam. And they're like undercutting. They're basically, they're creating a, a problem that we have on consoles today. Uh, N P C gaming, which is gonna be exclusive exclusivity uh for uh certain games. So like you know, you I mean just it saw sounds
2: it. like it yeah. sounds what like the same old story like Nintendo was where, you know, they had exclusivity too and it I mean I don't yeah, I don't really
0: see it that... It's not the same as in consoles because with the consoles, it's like you have to buy a whole other system. that could be like 300 $400. This is literally just downloading another co- client. Yeah, it's clunky if you want to have all your games That's in true. one place. But like even like... I mean, Epic Stores... Okay, One of the reasons why Epic Stores is appealing to a lot of developers is like, like right now already like Ubisoft is not going to be selling a lot of games on steam anymore uh, yeah, their division two games. which is the big one coming out yeah uh metro exodus there was the big hullabaloo with them uh they've been I'm on sorry the, who uh metro exodus
1: what was that what was that Hullahoo? oh
0: hullabaloo, hullabaloo. it's like uh i want to say scuttlebutt but <laughs> you don't like also Mexico, know that was from. i yeah. uh, yeah. just giving you a hard time so uh you know i try and bring a word in that I have to try and explain. You're adjumacating me. I appreciate that. So, uh, so unlike Metro Exodus, which is, uh, a bit, it was been on like pre-order for months on, uh, steam is now only going to be released on Epic store. Yeah. But how
1: crappy is that though? How shitty is that? No,
0: it it sucks for people that want to, wanted to have it on steam, but anybody that's pre-ordered it on steam, uh, the developer, Metro, has already said they're all going to be uh, uh, va- valid. Like, they'll... I, I don't know. Oh, so they're going to be on it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so, and any DLC that comes out is also still going to be available, but those people have, have already pre-ordered it and like even valve kind of made a statement uh shortly after this like listen uh we think it's wrong that the company is doing this it's not fair uh to our customers that they're taken away from the store when it's been pre-ordered but it's not like anybody that's pre-ordered it there is losing out
1: yeah i mean and you you really can't know that though because there there could be circumstances like there's people that they use like steam credit you know because they either bought like a Steam credit on like a, a store or they uh bought it online and that's the the money they're using to to buy something on Steam. Uh or maybe like they're like you know a younger kid or whatever and their their parents give them Steam credit or whatever. Um, yeah. There there's definitely some circ- like circumstance where it really could be like a big hassle for for a Steam customer. Um
0: Yeah but it, and again like I don't think I, I mean I see why I see why developers are choosing to do this. Like they'd rather, because really the, the main appeal of a lot of developers going over it to the Epic store yeah, is just straight up money. monetary. Yeah, it's just where more money. Was, when you're on question about it. Yeah, when you're on Steam, it's always been, and this is also on like PlayStation and Xbox, they typically take a large percentage, about a third. So 30% of the revenue a game makes it just goes to that distri- distribution platform where Steam decided like, listen, We understand like games are expensive to make. We're a developer, and we've been looking at the cost of Epic Games, or sorry, like what it would take for us to have a Steam-like product, and we can do it where the developer will get instead of we won't take thirty percent. We'll only take twelve percent, and if you use our Unity, uh, because they've also the ones that developed the Unity program i want to say it is a development kit
1: yeah Uh, epic is like a maker of game engines basically is what they
0: yeah so and so if you use our unity to make your game we're also going to cut off another four percent so literally they would Mm -hmm. only take an eight percent cut out of a sixty dollar game yeah Yeah. i mean that's a huge difference difference. and again that's not something that on the front end customers will really see usually they won't like metro exodus has They've basically stated, okay, it's not only is it going to go on to uh, Epic Game Store, but it's going to be $10 cheaper there than anywhere else. And they've specifically said, because of that revenue, we can pass those savings along to customers that they don't need as much money. And that's just like, that's kind of like a, you know, screw you to Steam type statement saying
2: like... Right. You know, Well, it's kind of like how Sega was with Nintendo when that, you know, it's it's a little similar in that way. But I do get your point that consoles compared to this downloads, it it can be, it can seem a little bit more like a burn. Um, And I, yeah, I mean, in the end, I think it's going to, it's just going to start like this, but eventually one will come around and maybe steam will be willing to negotiate a little bit more too so and, and that's yeah. what the
0: hope is is like and that's what you say like uh competition brings that like ea was like uh madden 64 or madden the sports games have never really had any competition because ea is the only one that makes a football game so because of that most people complain that it's stagnant Well, steam's the same way it's you know no competition it's just they're probably they're pretty much the big kid in town fuck EA yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they make some of your favorite games there uh, Heidi I don't, I don't understand why not you're Not so a one you talking about <laughs> but uh,
1: actually she's right they don't make anything
0: well I guess they publish it and they own the franchise yeah. that she likes so and just be careful what you say about them they might pull a plug on all your games they seem to be doing that a lot with Star Wars That's oh sure. I, I I wouldn't put it <laughs> Uh, so anyways, like, so I guess we got one last story, which I think i like to just kind of quick footnote on it. Uh, basically, it's, this has been another older story that's been published for almost a month now, but basically it's just Bungie is split from Activision Blizzard. Uh, yeah. I don't really know much we say. We're not really big Destiny players. Uh, this We're is not. kind of another thing where uh, just a company is going back on its feet like activision it they were not owned by activision blizzard but a lot of people thought they were just because they uh they got a once they left xbox you know bungie is the creators of like halo and uh
2: destiny so you feel like i just want to chime in here but don't yeah, you go. feel like you're a little bit more like a destiny player after playing the anthem demo no, like no, not at all. Like <laughs> I don't like. Uh, and, and I did. I felt like really? I was playing Destiny and some. Oh, points. you
0: mean like oh, you just that that was a game that's like similar to Destiny. Yes. Like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, as as a as a still WoW player, like there are definitely things in the uh, the games of service. That are just popping up more and more, but Wow has been doing it for 14 years, and they've been more or less, I think, better than most of them. So, uh, but so Bungie split. That's great. Uh, they've basically said that Activision was kind of uh, they weren't agreeing on what they believe the vision of their Destiny should be, and it was kind of hindering them that they had to produce a product like basically yearly or bi uh, bi yearly yeah uh, so they're, they're I mean when when they announced this they said Bungie like in the offices people were popping champagne saying like yeah well, it's, it's kind of, it was, it
1: was really kind of a main thing like if there were two people like that would be like the most messed up thing ever like, hey we broke up and then the person literally goes on like Twitter <laughs> and goes like fuck yeah like you know like we broke up and then you see them like celebrating with champagne bottles and stuff and it's like I, yeah
0: and, and it's, it's funny because it kind of uh, hurts I, I don't know if you guys saw like I follow like Penny Arcade it's like a comic and when this was announced it's really funny that they basically uh, their comic was just like three strips of of uh, somebody pulling uh uh, Bungie out of a, f- a fire that is Activision and then another guy was saying you know, uh, he has to go back in there because Blizzard's still in there <laughs> to try and pull him out <laughs> that's funny uh, so but yeah that's pretty much it for uh, that I don't really think we have a lot more to say about it like I said we're not really Destiny players uh, I, yeah. I have it. I didn't I played the first one I I got you didn't play the second one? I, I did remember I played I played oh, together the, played half of the campaign I was like okay I, I yeah. I don't, this is not a game for me. Yeah, I mean,
1: there were certain things that attracted me to Destiny, the first one, that weren't there on Destiny 2, but I think Destiny 2 definitely did a pretty good job too. I I like the Captain America Guardian shield thing. Um, I mean, the class design in general, but it's it's just like, I think, I'm not sure if that's what you're actually meaning, Robert, but uh, I think what he was talking about, Heidi, is like, when you have a game that's a good game, and you want someone to play that game in perpetuity, basically, like forever, um, there is like a balance, there's like a formula, there's a system that needs to be in place when you basically end the game, when you finish what you would consider the game, to keep you playing forever, you know, and WoW hasn't always done that right. In fact, Robert thinks right now, and I don't completely disagree, that the end game in WoW is kind of crappy. But I found very few games that I got to the end game, and I was like, "Hell yeah! Like this is where it, this is where it gets it's starting. Like this is where it gets fun, you know."
2: Mm, um, okay.
1: Yeah. So Destiny was one of those too that I loved the game, I loved playing it, but once the story was done, I was kind of like, "Oh, okay, I'm done. Not, uh,
2: no replay value. Not not as much replay. value. Well, it's arguable.
1: obviously, lots of people find it. I just it's just not for me.
0: Yeah, and I think it's going to come up a little bit. Uh, well, I know it's going to come up because I'm going to bring it up, uh, right? When we talk about Anthem, yes. especially like your opinion of it, uh, yes, because because one thing is uh, is me and Andre are more we're, we're single player. You know, we love RPGs and single player games too, but we're much more uh, versed in like games of service because we play WoW. We've played a little bit more Destiny, and you're not you've. You don't really do that and for very uh obvious reasons. You just we don't they will discuss more in there. Uh but that's pretty much it for the news. Uh I don't know, I think that went pretty well guys. Uh this Ooh, is the first time we, we are news. we
1: are news reporters, I feel <laughs> I feel that Pulitzer Pul- Pulitzer Prize coming.
0: <laughs> the so, Pulitzer
2: Prize <laughs> is on its way. It yeah. Is. Uh
0: yeah. So uh other than that, like we're gonna go into our games we're playing, but before that, uh I do have like we have like a new little segment that we're we're gonna do because we're definitely not the hard hitting report. Well, I'm not the hard hitting reporter. I mean Andre maybe
1: but... uh, I feel the, the Pilzer is walking away. <laughs> it's it's doing but, a, uh, a well face.
0: So uh so we do make mistakes sometimes and we for better or worse, mm-hmm. have friends that have no problems telling us when we screw things up, uh, especially uh, when it comes to games they love. Oh, so yes. this is kind of like a new segment. We'll just uh, for now I'm just calling "Oops, we done goofed up!" information. This is just some things that we have said in the last three episodes, uh, which actually is not that many, but uh, it's enough that I just wanted to uh, correct for you guys. So real quick, I think when in the first episode when we were talking about Spyros. Uh, I called it Spyro's Reignited Trilogy and it's Reignition it's uh, no sorry I called it Reignition Trilogy and it's Reignited Trilogy
2: <gasps>
0: I know right you can oh, send me to the scaffold I mean now. that's really
2: not that bad
0: it's but,
2: but uh, so it, <laughs>
0: yeah but in the second thing was uh, we were talking about a Star Wars game and I I think it was the third episode where uh i, I can't i'm probably gonna have to have a correction of just which episodes these were actually on but i'm not doing that so uh this so we were talking about star uh star wars games where you can be a sith and we were calling it something like uh dark side something uh so it's actually like star wars force unleashed one and two uh so that's pretty much it. And I think this one, Andre, I think you should talk about it or say it at least.
1: What about the, the Resident uh, Evil 2? Yeah. That, that okay, so I, I think I said that there were bats that broke through a window. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a dog or was it a liquor? Was no, it, it was a liquor. It
2: was a, liquor, it was a right? liquor. And you're in the interrogation room. It's a yeah. one way mirror. And that is when you start walking. Right by it, when the liquor just smashes through the wind through the through the mirror, so and you th- said that's,
1: that's that's like pretty much what I said. That's like
2: that's that's, that's not it. like reignition to reignited though. That that's <laughs> <laughs> that's Look, the I, point
1: like, is it scared the crap out of me, and I was yeah.
0: Well, there you go. Yes. Uh, you know, Resident Evil 2 number one fan thinks there was bats and he was wrong and he admits it.
2: There you go, Christian. I'm sure <laughs> that he's going to be a lot Justice happier after hearing so. this. <laughs> yes. Redemption.
0: Shame. So, was the little belt? Shame. Ling, 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 ling. Shame. <laughs> so if any of you guys notice we make any mistakes, uh, that's cool. Uh, just let us know. Uh, you can email us at sidescrolls at gmail.com. Or I even set up a tw- uh, Twitter account. I was about to say a tweeter account. <laughs> or huh? tweet at a side-scrolls pod, uh, hashtag you done goofed. Uh, but let's kind of get into something we all like, and that's games. Let's talk a little bit about games. Andre, looks like you have the most games on here, so I want you to pick no one way. to go into first. How did that
1: happen? Where, well, okay, ha- so... Oh, man, I don't think we... Okay, so... Just to, you know, we're all, you know, most of us are adults and uh, we like to play games. And, you know, there's some times in life where like all the stars align and maybe it's like a holiday or you're just off for the weekend or whatever or on vacation. And you get to like sit down and really like dig into like a game that you were like been waiting to spend time with. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like Yes, well,
2: absolutely.
1: So like. The opposite of that is what my life has been for the past like three weeks, basically, <laughs> where I had to work like every day, and I was sick like a dog. Uh, so I didn't get to play a whole lot, but what I did play. So let's talk for, about Yakuza Zero first. Um, and I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go take it easy on this one. I'll just come right out of the gate and say this: Yakuza Zero may be a good game somewhere, but the PC version is a piece of garbage. It's, just a, it's a bad port. It's a very bad port. Uh, the game itself, it's like an Asian Grand Theft Auto 3 with like better graphics, but worse dialogue. And it's just really annoying. <laughs> like, it annoys the crap Is out of this me. Is this
2: a prequel to, to Yakuza? Yes. yes. Of Yakuza so Zero? I... I think you're crazy like cause I well, hang on let me let me finish okay,
1: okay.
0: alright fine, fine fine
1: let me explain to you before I things. tell you
0: how you're wrong so go now, ahead. yeah
1: first of all and this is a personal thing I get it like I, ha- I I do not like to idolize bad behavior like I do not like games or movies or songs or whatever where like the criminal or the bad guy or whatever is the hero because for me that's just crazy like you're a fucking criminal. Like you're a piece of shit. Like you shouldn't be the hero. I shouldn't be playing a game where you're the hero. Well, so I kind of cling to the like hopes that I'm going to play this game, and the guy is like, he just is a really good guy, but in a bad place, you know. Like he was, he grew up, he didn't have a choice, and he, he you can like maybe given you're like given the freedom to choose, like, hey, you know, I know like I'm a yakuza gangster, but you know what, I'm gonna like help this guy out this time, whatever. But I'm going to... Maybe I'll punch him in the face afterwards so that he feels like, you know, I'm still a badass, whatever. But I'm really helping him out, right? So that's one thing that kind of turned me off right away from the game. The other thing is, as soon as you... Heidi, I'm not kidding. As soon as you turn the game on, the splash screen comes up and says, real Yakuza plays on gamepad. And it shows like a picture of a gamepad in a red screen.
0: Which there is no
1: other reason for that to be there other to say, hey... The mouse, the the keyboard and mouse controls in this game are really bad. Please use a gamepad to enjoy it. Like that's basically what that's there for.
0: Yeah, so I I don't see what the problem is with that. It's okay to 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 explain. Like Yakuza is a like a third person over your shoulder open world game. You know, typical like a uh, Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto, or uh, Saints Row, or anything like that. Like I don't. uh, You were talking to me about that, and I was like. I don't. I don't understand why that's a problem. Because Yakuza is a port. It's typ Yakuza series has always been on. It's a bad PlayStation. port. Like, why? It should... Because it, because you need to use a controller. Like
1: yes, because oh, a port it's... a port should be like a good port should feel good native to that system. Like if I like if you would look at like backwards and have a PC game that comes out on consoles. How does that happen? Like the good ones, are oh, okay. all so, translated into like friendly, you know, console sort of controls. If you had to control like a mouse on your TV with like the joystick pad of your PS4 to play like a game that came out on the PC, you would immediately say that's garbage. Like, why? Why doesn't this UI support like the gamepad? Why can't I just hit like the oh, right oh, trigger to move oh, a man? Okay.
0: So, so I, I think you're, I think you're wrong in in this game in particular because what I don't understand is why you think mouse and keyboard is like that's what the controller for the pc is why can't it be like you, i i have a controller it, you know pretty much any controller now comes with like a usb cord you just plug it into your computer no it takes it's like but two it's seconds.
1: Not, it's not it doesn't matter how long it takes it the the reason why it's because whatever whatever control medium a game um supports should play well like Like you're saying that this game is good because it supports both keyboard, mouse, and gamepad, but to be able to play it, you absolutely have to use a a, a gamepad because the keyboard and mouse controls are horrendous. Like that's not a good game for me. Like I have no problem like plugging into a a keyboard if I prefer because I'm giving that option, but if I am forced to because they can't figure out how to port the game properly and make it playable with keyboard or mouse, yeah, that's that's a big no-no
0: for me. Like that definitely turns I mean, me off. I mean, but but it's playable with a keyboard and mouse. It's, it's it, clunky. It it's not. It's not it's optimal. Not good. And they even, it's turn It's, very, t- no, it's no, like no. the first splash screen says, you know, really has to play with uh, controllers. That's not to say like. You can't play with a keyboard and mouse, but it's basically saying that, yeah, it's not optimal for it. Listen, there are people who play fucking Dark Souls with a DDR pad. You can do it. It's not optimal. I can drive a car technically by putting my face on a gas pedal, but I'm not going to yes, do it that because that's but, not optimal. Okay, like, so
1: but if your car came with no gas pedal and you had to put your face there, <laughs> otherwise you'd have to like find a gas pedal somewhere <laughs> and put it in there. Are you telling me you'd say, hey, that's a great car? Like, no. Like... I don't make excuses for... Like, you make excuses for games sometimes. I don't make excuses for games. It's either good or it's not. it's an excuse. <laughs> it like, is. If it's it was not. a good game, it'd be playable with a keyboard and mouse, and you'd be able to play it, and you will be fine. Like, having to use a keyboard or, or having to use a gamepad to make it so it's a decent, you know... Whatever controls game, it's garbage. But let's move on. Like, let's not even get caught up on just the gamepad keyboard thing. <laughs> you, right?
0: you, you, just, you, just, you just don't want me to continue art no, I, I No, even, let's like... talk about
1: the game. Let's talk about the game. Okay, let's talk about
0: the, the game.
1: There's like a three hour introduction where you basically are put to sleep every like 15 minutes because nothing's happening. Uh, they couldn't bother to like make cutscenes where people talk. So, like, they try to make this like artsy thing where the cutscene is like a picture of like the the actual game characters, um, but you realize it's not like it's not just a picture. It's actually showing the 3D engine frozen, and sometimes the characters like go move their their lips like a little bit when they're talking. Sometimes they'll move their nostrils a little bit to show that like they're animated. <laughs> it is. I mean, they need to know that. It's, so know
0: incredibly, that. it's not incredibly. Like- it, it's so lazy. I, I, I just, like, again, like, I don't think it's bad. Like, it's basically like, okay, you. it's basically okay, like. Okay, well, hang on, hang
1: on, I'm not done. Let's move on.
0: Oh, okay. That's a, that's well, one wait, you're not done, so I can't talk before you want to move on to something? Like Well, let me finish telling you all the reasons why I think it sucks. And then you tell me all the reasons why I think it doesn't suck. You're just trying to, yeah. you're hoping that I will forget something that you say. So no. you, you take. Okay. This... I'm, I,
1: look, it is what it is. Like, I, right. I'm just, I, these are valid concerns. So I've mean, so, no
0: concerns. Yeah. All right.
1: So the okay. so it's super boring story with these cutscenes that are like basically like the laziest thing you can possibly make out of the game. Um for some reason uh you still have to it's like everything is well I guess because they speak Japanese, so I guess I'll I will not play against the game, but like it looks like a Super Nintendo like RPG where you have like a little chat box and everything in the game is Comes through like that, and you have to read it. There's no like, even if it was Japanese with subtitles. There's no like cutscenes where people are talking and it's
0: subtitled. Uh, which I, I which re- is crazy. I really think we played two different games called Yakuza Zero at this point. But keep going. Mm.
1: But anyways, not, no, we didn't. So, still on the super Bowl introduction, you were forced to play a mini game where it's karaoke, which is another thing that I hate. Like the amount of things that I hate that are on the first like 30 minutes of this game. That has to be a record. Like I was you don't know how hard I think I've worked harder to play like an hour of this game than I have playing any other game in my life. Like this is this game was the professional testament to my uh will to to review games for for show. So you go into this karaoke thing where your guy's singing and it's like a guitar hero where you have to like hit the uh the certain it's like, key. It's like Parappa
0: like, the Rat. Like if you if you know Parappa the Rapper, it's basically you see like a line, an icon, a button icon moves throughout the whole thing, and there's symbols you have so like to push at certain times. Yeah. It's, like it's a mini game.
2: It's a, it's yeah. It's a, a mini yeah. Game. Okay, got it. Okay. Which
0: you're forced to, play. you have to play. Oh,
2: yeah, and, and yeah. No, but,
1: but you know, what? I was I was like, hey, I'm open minded. I'm gonna play this thing that I hate. <laughs> so I'm looking at the screen and I'm looking like I'm trying to follow when to hit the button. And guess what? I can't find a freaking key on the keyboard because it's not named properly, like, in the screen.
2: Because you're not a real Yakuza.
1: Uh, I, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because I'm not a real Yakuza. <laughs>
2: Come on! So, I mean, I'm
1: sorry, man. Like, I understand that yeah, it's like... Yeah, oh, and by the way, let's not even talk about the fighting because the fighting is also very basic and very, like, you just smash the buttons in a certain sequence. There's not a whole lot of depth to it, but um, anyways, I, I get it that you like go into an open world and things may change a little bit. And playing with the with the uh, game pad, uh, may make it a little better. And people enjoy these kinds of games. I'm not sure. I, I'm not saying the game is awful. For me, that game is absolutely one of the worst games I've ever played, and I hate it with a passion. Um, so wow. that's that's my take on Yakuza Zero. Go ahead, Robert. Let me know why I should like. It. All
0: right. Well, Heidi, have you ever played a Yakuza game?
2: Yeah, I played the original.
0: Okay, like yeah, I've played quite a bit of the original. Like he's t- Yakuza is an acquired taste, I'm not going to lie. Like but it is it's basically like a uh just like a kind of like a small open world game that is similar in ways to like a uh, uh like I said Grand Theft Auto or something. But it's it's also like much more contained. It typically focuses around like the whole series focuses around one character. Uh i want to say his name Kiri. Like, fuck japanese names i can't say him right uh kiru uh but that's wrong but anyways this one guy Gross. he's he's part of the uh yakuza but he's like in this game specifically he is like an up-and-comer in the uh the uh yakuza series or yakuza and you say he's, like, this ultimate bad guy, but he is, like, an anti-hero. Like, he, yeah, he's in the Yakuza, but he's always done things like help people out through, you know, and side quests, and he's never done something to, like, okay, like well, murder people out of honor. Like, I don't, well, uh, so okay, I, yeah. I, I don't understand that part. Well, because,
1: uh, like, in the game, like, in the very beginning, you are walking with your buddy, right? And you run across two drunk guys, and they're drunk. And they're like just talking, and they're fighting, and then you st- you tell them like, "Hey, don't fight," and then they're like, "Oh, who are you?" Whatever. They're drunk, and your decision as the hero is to beat the living shit out of them. uh And then what blows my mind is they like thank you for it afterward. It was like a thing that you did. It just
0: the whole they they they're drunk and they come at you, and so you're like, "Okay, I gotta straighten these guys out." You know, if you rough them up a little bit, if they'll. They'll sober up a little bit and they'll stop fighting and, and that's what happens they're not angry at you when they're done they kind of they don't even remember what that they were fighting each other after you're done with it it's just it's not like you're, you're making it go out like oh these two people are fighting they're in your way and you decide to like shoot them in the head or something like that it's
1: No, it's like, just i still felt like i felt like i was playing like an asshole simulator like, this is no. a great asshole simulator like i'm an asshole it's 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 what it kind of boils out to me like and, i don't
0: And you know, uh, listen, uh, the whole controller thing. I, uh, I didn't. I played it with a controller. uh, You know, I played about. I played a little bit more. I I got through the whole like first chapter. Which, listen, I this this was a problem in the first game, and it, it is a problem this game. Like the first chapter until it actually opens up the world where you can go. Like the first chapter is typically like very linear. You have to do things to progress the story to a certain point. It is. I don't want to say it's boring but it you because. don't have that freedom that it represents but yeah they they have you do the karaoke what you don't mention is it doesn't matter if you win in the karaoke or you lose in the karaoke like you still will progress through it and it, and it doesn't really affect you at all if you you know mess up anything it's, it it continues the whole song i like the karaoke it's it's even I didn't like it was hard for me to follow the button presses because it was moving so fast at many times. But like I, th- I like the flavor of the because wa- the wackiness of like whenever you do karaoke in that game, you go in, you sing and it's always this very performance ridden thing where it's like you It's kind of like fantastical, like like one time he's singing this sad song, and he like in the background it shows like a very like Japanese drama esque thing where he's like a samurai and he's going to defend somebody. It's it's really wacky. Like this game, this game is serious, but there's a lot of things specifically in the mini games and stuff that it, it does get silly. like
2: Yeah, it gets but, playful, which is, I yeah. think, something to balance it. But like, it so, seems like something that I would be interested in, actually. Well, Heider,
1: you play the original one? Like, what, yeah. what did you like about that? Like, what attracted you to that game?
2: You know, I actually really liked the actual day in the life in Japan. And I think those aspects of it where, you know, you do like a little part – playing um, uh, going into the batting cages or uh, in this case karaoke that actually would entice me to play it because it's it's a, it is playful and i think that you know in that regard it's kind of nice to see that cultural difference between us living here and what life could be like in japan so yeah, I, and, I like it
0: yeah and in this this game kind of it takes place in the 80s so that's also interesting like uh, Japan in the 80s and what that was like and uh, listen it's it's a it's a representation and you know like say it's kind of wacky it's not like super serious like it's think of a Japanese drama where everybody is super serious but everything that's happening around them is like Nobody should be serious about this because it's all like people bust in, they rip off their shirts and they they wrestle you. Like a lot of the uh there's a point in this game where you st- I believe you start uh fighting like the Yakuza, ba- Yakuza bad guys, but they're all based on like Japanese wrestlers of the eighties. Uh, and there's a disc- there's uh. like a disco bar. Uh, where you go in, you could do your like, you know, like uh, bust a group. Yeah, there's some
2: silly interactions like that that I do vaguely remember too from the uh-huh. original. So-
0: it, for me,
1: like that, that just doesn't make like a good game. Like I, don't really, <laughs> like, I like don't so, get me wrong, I like a lot of Japanese things and I like it's, it's Japanese violent. culture, but there's a lot of things about the Japanese culture that I don't I don't like, and yeah, I think and that and game and kind of represents all of that stuff that I'm. not. So
0: it's not the game itself is is a fine game like it's just you are not big into like you say that culture and that representation of the culture because yeah. if you watch like old japanese you know dramas and stuff that's that's what this is this is you know you say oh it's like still images and it's parts where think of it like in a comic like or like people have done cutscenes. there are cutscenes where you know you are involved talking to people and it's like a traditional like FMV cutscene or whatever with in-game engine, but then they do have those parts where they highlight somebody's face, like he's looking very dramatic at you and then it switches back to you almost like a comic panel and you read what he's saying and then it switches back for like dramatic effect. Yes, I understand that it was kind of like they could have tried and animated it, but I don't think it takes away, it's a different story telling style to do it that way and i don't think it hurts it because you still have the the bombastic you know you start you you start in a fight you challenge a boss and then like 30 other guys come in and you have to turn into like one of your three fighting styles like the quick fast fighting style or like the beast mode where you just go in and you t- pick up a chair and just smash it over someone's face then you they it, uh it brings up like your power meter and then so you literally grab a guy's face like pull him up in the air and then like do a suplex on him like it's it's, that's the kind of fighting it is and the way you make it sound like it's just like oh my it's like such a drag. like one of the things i didn't notice about the fighting is you've you do start off like this game is very much like you start off you don't have anything your your move set's not great, and then, as you build up experience, you get to put points in and to to unlock new moves, and it does make it a little bit more uh it gives you that variety and like I said, there's three different fighting styles you know some counter different ones uh, or if there's a fighting style you like that you'll gravitate towards that so there's options in here that I don't think you were either you didn't really get into a lot and and it is hard like the first like two three hours are. Not not a slog, but I mean, I mean, way, they're a bit I, of a slog. Like in you, you, order yeah, to get you're
1: fancy around, because you're making excuses for the game. Like, and that's the thing. Like, same thing as a, it's like saying, man, this movie or this book, it's a really really great middle and an okay ending, or vice versa, but the beginning sucks. It's like it's not my job to endure the the crappy intro I, and the crappy controls to get to the good part of the game. Like that's part of the game. Like, if it's a good package, if it's a good game, if it flows, it takes me through it. I'm excited to play. I'm playing and then. You know, I'll get there. But if it's like as bad as it was for me, and as much as for sure, yeah, no, I'm not. it. okay.
0: So you're. That's fine. Like this game wasn't for you. I think it. I don't think you give it the credit it does deserve. It. it is a good game, in my opinion. It's a good game. I think if you like, you know, Japanese culture or Japanese style, you want to play as this. Uh like you said, a Yakuza, he's like anti anti anti-hero, you know, he does he does good things, he believes in honor. That's kind of the whole theme of this. He believes nobody else has honor in the Yakuza. So he it's funny, like it's Yakuza, but everybody you fight in the game and all the story is about you like beating up other yakuza people. It's not like you're going around like beating the shit out of civilians, like to become, like, this overlord, you know, for the most... It's all about, like, the infighting in the Yakuza families. So, mm. like, a Dexter. Yeah, so... Yeah. But we just spent a lot of time on that game. Yeah, um, so I, uh,
1: I won't talk much about the other games I'm playing. I'm playing well, as everybody knows. Uh, super excited and... uh and joining. which wish I had more time to play it, uh, but I don't.
0: Yeah, uh, we've, been, we've been playing on the raid a lot, so I think either next week we're, we might... Go in depth about the story that's going on in the raid. And, uh, yes. Because it would be interesting. Because uh, one thing I like is we have friends that don't play WoW, and we're kind of learning how I, I find it a challenge to try and keep it a little bit interesting to tell them what's going on or why we like WoW, but, uh, without using like all the jargon, because it is confusing. And trying to yeah. simplify that out has been a good, uh, Test on how to explain things, but uh, other than that, yeah, that's pretty much all the WoW. I think we're going to talk about this week, next week. I, th- I, I we'll probably go a little bit more in depth because of I want to talk about the story that's going on in the raid, particular and like me and Andre have been talking about. Uh, I've I've had I have some thoughts about WoW right now, but uh, specifically their in game that I'd like to discuss with him on air. Yeah, uh, and then the third
1: thing I'm, I'm not really playing per se, but is Mad- Magic: The Gathering Arena. Um, I will probably play it soon, um, but I am kind of in the process now of learning the current set that's out. Uh, and the way I do that is I watch uh, either Twitch streamers or like YouTube uh, videos uh, of people playing or talking about the cards. And like, I it's it's like an endless money pit, so I am not in any hurry to start tossing money in that endless money pit. Uh, but I do enjoy like learning, like you know, the the set, and, and eventually play. That's kind of all I've had time for, really. I'm hoping by the next episode I'll be able to talk a little more about while, like Robert said, and maybe, who knows, one or two other things out there.
0: Oh, great. Uh, so <laughs> I feel like I just saying that very passively. But uh, no, that's good, Andre. I am excited about talking more about a little of those things in depth. But let's, Heidi, like there's a whole bunch of games, you know, new games have been coming out through these years and we always like to talk about them. So tell me about the hottest new thing that came out in uh, 2010 that you're playing.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, I know I- that has that has done this, but <laughs> I'm base basically I'm revisiting games that I did not get into when it first came out, and because they have their respective sequels coming out, or that they have just been released, and everybody's talking about them, I'm going back to my shelf and actually playing the original so that I could play the new one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, I can't be the only one who's doing no, that. Right? You know, no,
1: done it many times before.
2: I know, and so I'm actually using my PlayStation Three, which is making me happy too, because I'm not. I use. I would think that you know, when you get to the next gen console you have no reason to yeah. go back to, to your previous. So this is actually giving me an excuse to go back and play my PlayStation 3 and dust it off a little bit. So basically, I just beat Red Dead Redemption. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's crazy that originally when it came out, I just could not get into it. I have no idea why. I was a huge rock. I mean, like Rockstar Games, I... Got into with Grand Theft Auto Three. Vice City is like one of my favorite games. You know, living in Miami, it like spoke to me. But when it came to Red Dead Redemption, I just simply couldn't get into it. And I love the Western theme. I love, um, you know, everything that uh, uh, everything that about it. I just it just spoke to me. So within two hours, I just put it down and then never played it again. Wow, it's fascinating! <laughs> like,
0: because it's I, funny, because I'm almost the opposite. Like, I, I've never connected with the Grand Theft Auto series, which, and, and it's partly of what kind of one thing, me and Andre, one of the few things that are similar. Like, I don't like playing the straight up like bad guy, I like the thug. Like, I like to play like a hero or an hero And I never thought, like, I actually did like Grand Theft Auto 4 for the most part uh, because I liked uh, Nico. Like, yeah, Nico. Like, he was awesome. Cause he, yeah, because he was like the he, out of all the protagonists, he was like, basically, I don't want to fucking do this. I just want to live yeah. my life. Why can't you yeah. to just leave me the fuck alone? But he winds up getting kind of pulled into this uh, overarching story. Whereas in like one I didn't or three, I didn't like uh, Tommy Vito or whatever. His yeah, name he was. didn't
2: have much personality. Uh, right. and,
0: and, vi- and I like the aesthetic of, uh, of Vice City. See. But it's just, again, you were kind of playing that, mafia guy that has to go around you know doing similar things as the first guy trying to become a made man more or less right well it's
2: the 80s it's like miami it it was just very it was much more about that setting than anything for me but that's the thing with Red red dead redemption in that way nico you know, kind of being forced into this, you know, like he's constantly being thrown into one bad situation after another. It was the same sort of thing with the, you know, Red Dead Redemption. And, you know, yeah, yeah. he, and- he didn't, the whole time he's like, oh, I just got to get my family back, you know, like I have yeah. to do this. So yeah. I, and that's the thing that the, the similarities are there that you think I would love about it. But for some reason I couldn't get into it. So finally, I did, like a month ago, decide to pick it up. And I'm like, Red Dead Redemption 2 is out. And I need to be able to talk about this game. <laughs> so, like, I, so
1: how far have you gone this time? Like, has oh, I beat it.
2: I beat oh, it. Oh, did? Okay. Yes, I did. I finally did. And it took a good five hours for me to finally be like, okay, now I understand why people love it. Now I got into it. Um, driven by the story. I liked being able to go, you know, starting off in one area like the, the Texas border and then uh, moving into Mexico. Uh, I did enjoy everything about it after five hours of finally getting over that hump for me.
0: Well, so that's I, what I played. So you were able to power through that slog that yes. you know, defeated Andre uh,
2: in yes, yeah. Um, I think that's and- kind of it. Yeah, I think that I I understand what you mean too, Andre, because you're talking about like making excuses for games, and it should have you or grip you probably from the beginning. And I get that, um, and that's probably why I. I just stop playing that and i just didn't want to make an excuse for it and, and i'm like you know what it's just done but yeah that's that's basically how i feel about that it was the same thing with de- uh, de- uh, the dragon age 2 so ah. dragon age 2 is like another one that so many people from you know you know fans of bioware that played that and they were just like oh no yeah which, but I, it took honestly, it I, go right. on no. no, no. Well, I think like it took me like 10 hours to finally get over it and say, "Now I get it. Now I love this game. I love the dialogue. It adds to the story. I'm able to be yeah. like happy and nostalgic cuz Alistair comes back in there for a little bit It just Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just a recurring theme lately. I know. I know. Say it's like it's that bioware uh, love hate that you have, but Listen, ah. uh yeah, I mean,
0: I, I played Dragon Age one, I played Dragon Age two, I played most of Dragon Age Inquisition, uh, I One thing I have is I have a problem finishing games. And I'm not talking about finishing games like I'll play like two hours of a game and then stop. I, there are so many games everybody knows that I have played 60, 70 hours, literally got to the last dungeon of a place, and I've fallen off of the game. Yeah. Like, talk, talking about Red Dead Redemption, I loved Red Dead Redemption. I played it, and the game had a perfect ending. I got to a farm. I did like six or seven quests in the farm, and john marston has a wonderful life with his family and that as far as i know that's that's the perfect ending i was good i finished that that was it i didn't do anything else and uh, i left i left john marston happily with his farm with his family where he belongs
2: what the heck uh, really (laughs) 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 what so,
0: so uh and you know it's similar to uh inquisition and even witcher well inquisition and witcher i had a different problem like uh, the the with them it was like when a world opens up even more like games have been doing this a lot with like you know, like Odyssey like there's so many things to do I get overwhelmed like and you know with Witcher and and Inquisition I would do one quest and it would open five other quests and I'd do one more of those quests and it would open up like ten other quests and so I just would wind up getting bogged down because I'd want to see everything. And it just overwhelms me, and I wind up like getting lost, and just I have to stop. Yeah, I mean, but I've experienced
1: uh, a bit of that. I mean, I it hasn't been like a, a showstopper for me in most games, but it some some open world games, it definitely it's like a yeah. I think it's a balance.
2: I think that's a Bioware thing. I think that yeah. that can happen with that those kinds of games too, and the, and the same with Red. I mean, yeah, you can. See in the map when you're playing Red Dead Redemption and you're like, oh, I got this guy to go to or that guy to go to, you know, you start thinking about the amount of quests or missions you got to do. I mean, yeah, I can understand it being a little bit overwhelming.
0: Yeah, but so uh, that's pretty much why I haven't played. But you loved it. You really, really enjoyed Red
2: Dead. Yes, yeah. So So before I get into the next one, however, now I'm playing Red Dead 6. So that I could play Resident Evil Seven, so that I could play Resident Evil Two, the remake. <laughs> Which, like, like I, I can't, I can't okay, like, do this. Like, like it's uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, why do you have to play? Because six, like six, is universally uh, right. Like a bad game, like just straight up bad. I, like, hey, I, and I haven't played it. I think Andre actually likes par- parts of it. Uh, I thought it was five that won. It's get that. It, It's no five is no five. Is I played okay.
2: five like five, a dozen times.
0: Yeah. Five I was. But six, six, yeah, six is the one that everybody yeah. thinks is like hot trash. They ruined the series. And I can and kind
2: that. of understand it because it was one of those situations like when I first got it, like I think it was like 2011 when it came out. And I remember right when I first played it in the when I got to the cemetery and there's a point where I didn't realize that I was on um like multiplayer and there was um, people who could comment on my game and somebody was just like commenting on my game and I'm like who the hell is this yeah so I remember I was just so turned off by it of of just being heckled that I just turned it off and never played it again and then that's uh, that was and it's just that I don't know like multiplayer any co-op play any competitive play it's just not my thing but yeah that was like honestly well, within the first 10 minutes
0: no and I, I get that like the, the it's hard uh a couple things with like co-op one like i i play co-op but i think like the key to co-op is finding the right like players with you like and especially i i I'm going to make an assumption here. Tell me if I'm wrong, but you being a female gamer, like if you just try and go and play something co-op, try and find people, you're going to wind up getting a lot of shit online. Oh right? yeah,
2: absolutely. That happens I mean, I all gonna, the
0: time.
1: I was going to have to say, like I have never had a decent co-op experience with a stranger. Like, Hey, I'm going to go online. i going to pop up my game and we're going to go. And it's going to be cool.
2: Yeah. Always,
1: like, person that I know, like you or somebody else that were like, or like my wife, we're going to play something together. Like, I I really don't think, yeah, I I really don't think that for me that's like an option, really, to just like find some because there's just
2: so many assholes out there, and you. I just don't care about people that much in general. So it's like, if it, I don't want to know you, Bjorn, from Sweden. It just is not, not my reason for being well, in this game and playing. Uh, but it's just, yeah, that was like the reason yeah. why I could not play well, RE6. I,
0: I have... I have a feeling in several years from now your uh, favorite pastime is just going to be sitting on a porch with a gun, telling little kids to get off. Probably.
2: On, so. that's, that's probably. <laughs> I play that right. game. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to be VR? <laughs>
0: yeah. Who knows? Maybe it'll be a sequel to some franchise. Groundhog Day Three. A... Oh God. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I, I definitely get that. Uh, but you know, because I played Resident Evil Seven, I don't think I, Andre, did you play Resident Evil? No, 7? I didn't. And, and I I've done this too. like Resident Evil 7 has nothing to do with any of the other games. It is literally like a soft reboot,
2: which is it's like it's still hard, though, for me to be able to not play six without going yeah, to seven, even like though principle. Yeah, it, it really is. It is.
0: Yeah, I guess it's like in for a penny, in for a pound. Like if if you had played like one and two, and then wanted to play seven, that might be different. Thinking you would had to play three other games or four other games as opposed to also oh, I've already played one through five. I want to play seven. Fuck it, I'll just play six. Like why not? Just to listen, because I think it is the problem I've had with Resident Evil is past Resident Evil two, and I I didn't really play. I didn't play Nemesis. I didn't for. Reason I heard it was, you know, it was a decent game, more or less. It was more Resident Evil, but, uh, you know, past that, just the whole umbrella shit, like the 20 different viruses, it, it just got a little too convoluted for my taste. Uh, so I kind of just weaned off of that. And I did play Resident Evil 7, and I really liked Resident Evil 7. I I liked most of so, it. Uh, the la- so the later half wasn't as strong.
2: So 7 me. is good, but your experience with 6 is not good? Se- seven, I never played six. Oh, okay.
0: Like I never, I, the only ones I've played are one, two, and I didn't play Nemesis because I hated. Like, Jill don't you dare! And, Jill's the best hate, of the series. No, she's my, she no, she's my favorite character, and I just did not like her running around the city <laughs> like fighting zombies in like a tank top. It just fucking bothered me. Like I don't know. Why. That's who I was like, for I this her,
2: the Halloween this year.
0: Yeah, right? I remember that. Yeah. Right. Uh. But I mean, I liked her in like the badass like stars or Bravo. I think it's stars, right? Bravo's stars is
2: the actual like department, and then they had teams. So Bravo team was the one with uh, Rebecca Uh, Chambers. Yeah, Chambers.
0: So, uh, but yeah, like so, I I never played three. I, because I didn't play three. I don't want to play four because four wasn't about zombies. It was about some villagers in a fucking castle, which everybody loved. Oh me. my I knew, goodness! I, I can't
2: knew, believe what I'm hearing. But but I
0: also I also knew it wasn't like so much survival horror anymore because they took away that like. No, that's true. Of it. it
2: was more. Like four like,
1: was considered like the beginning of like yes. the residue it's like yeah, turn, like the new yeah, they turn it around
2: but it was amazing I mean it, it is different wow. and I understand yeah definitely the survival horror aspect that was not the same as the first and the second there were no like you know interrogation rooms where liquor comes through like it did in Resident Evil 2 or dogs but, or bats or, do- or bats <laughs> who knows really no one knows. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it definitely was a great game on its own
0: and like I said, like se- like I like seven seven. You can play on VR too, like oh if you my want. God! <laughs> Yay! But it, it's it. But the thing is, is like basically, I think the change from three to four is similar because as it is from six to uh, seven, because seven goes from a completely different style of play where three, like three, be- and below was all that survival horror. Four is that kind of, like, action, third-person shooter, like, much more fast-paced. And then 7 is really much more of a, uh, uh, you know, it's first-person, it's much more horror. Uh, and you really, like, the first, like... Two acts of the game, like and everybody will say this, like the first two acts are really great. You want up being in this mansion, and it's almost like you're back to like Resident Evil. You're you're scared of going around a corner and meeting like a one guy that can really fuck you up, like as opposed to just hordes of guys coming at you. Uh, so it's much more, um, it's not solitary, but it's just much more contained, like the horror, and, and it's definitely like I don't think I was scared throughout the whole game, but it was like super creepy. And I had that, like those hairs in the back of my neck, like coming out, like it, I really enjoyed it. And then like the last half is I enjoyed it less when they kind of go away from that a little bit, but I'll, I'll let you discover that for yourself and maybe you can come back on and we can talk more about it and what your impressions is. As a resident evil lifelong fan.
2: I will for sure. Uh, so
0: we're at like an hour and a half, so I have a couple games I'm going to play. I'm going to hold off on uh, Spider-Man because I basically the last two weeks, I've, that's pretty much the main game I've played is Spider-Man, like a shitload of it uh, for the PS4. Uh, I'm going to talk more about that next week when we have a little bit more time. Uh, so, But the other game I was playing is What Remains of Edith Finch. I don't know if any of you guys ever played this or heard of it.
2: So funny, uh, I actually thing. did I have played it and I've beaten it. I it was a random yeah. download of some months ago and yes, I'd have actually played it through.
0: Oh that's cool. Like I'm glad. Like I, I actually wound up getting it for free. Like on <laughs> believe it or not, like one of the things Epic Game Stores is doing right now is every two weeks they're giving a free game just straight up free game that you can download and keep forever. And two weeks ago it was this what Remains of it the Finch. I had heard things about it and I just wanted to play it. this game. Like one, this game does not take a lot of your time. I think I beat it in under two hours. It was very, uh,
2: uh, <clears throat> it's interesting. So it just, the stories are yeah. interesting. So,
0: so th- this is typically what you call like, uh, a walking simulator. So if you played a game like gone home or, um, uh, uh, I guess I'll just say a similar game to Gone Home. Uh, that's like the big one. It's like from Fulbright. Uh this game kind of it basically this the, the concept of this game is you are part of the Finch family, which has this long history of uh deaths in your family. I don't I don't think I think pretty much every everybody has died from unnatural. Yeah, it's causes, like a curse. Whatever yeah. And so you are playing Edith and you go back to this town you're like the last remaining uh survivor of your family and you basically kind of go there after you've been gone for 10 years or so to try to understand your family and your background uh uh, because you find out very easily i mean if you look down one thing that you find out is edith is pregnant so it's kind of like a thing that she's telling the story wait so is she alive yes no she is alive like that's you play as edith throughout
2: this whole thing oh
1: so you're pregnant
2: yeah, your character yeah, either. is either is pregnant.
0: Yes. Okay, got it.
1: How pregnant is she? Uh, like so, third trimester or like-
0: I, feel like, I don't know, six, <laughs> six months. Does it really matter? Like I, I feel it like it matters a, a lot. That, uh, okay, you are able to walk around, uh, crawl through s- city, small spaces.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay, so so okay, out. like
0: she's she's not like, you know, the timer's not about to die right? Okay. Like she has a little bit of time uh but again that really doesn't fucking matter at all like <laughs> <laughs> it matters but, uh, to her <laughs> <laughs> so so you basically the whole concept of this is you go to this town this city and you're trying to figure out what has happened to your whole family and she's kind of explaining the history of her family throughout this whole thing and the way it works is she'll go into a room of a particular family member and she'll just talk about it or she'll find a journal entry and and it, what it'll do is it'll transform you into that family member. So you're kind of like living it as she's. But, but
1: they're all dead, all the family members?
0: Yes, she's the only. one. You survivor. basically
2: find out how each one of them dies. That's so sad.
0: And this is over like, and this is like over.
2: Three yeah, it's a little, there are some dark moments for yeah. sure in there.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like the hardest one for me was uh, Gregory.
2: Oh, which
0: uh, Gregory was the, the train. Uh, the youngest one. Oh, okay. Got it.
2: Okay. Uh,
0: For as a father, as a father, now I get it. uh, And and the thing is, is like none of these, like you never see exactly how they die. It's very abstract in a way, like for some things like, uh, I'll use the first example, like, which is, I think her name is Molly. She was, I don't know, the great aunt of the main character or whatever. And she had died when she was around 10 years old. So it's the first one you go into, you literally, so you open up her diary and she says she's hungry, so she eats something, and she says she's still hungry and she keeps eating, so she, she's trying to find things to eat in her room, and then she, her door opens up, and for some reason she transforms into a cat, like, and she eats food, eats food. As a cat? Yeah, she pounce, she wants to pounce on a bird. So she pounces on the bird, she eats it, and then she turns into a bird, and she flies off. And then she's trying to find a rabbit to eat. So she finds a rabbit, she eats, she transforms into a shark after that, I think. And she's literally on land, and you have to roll onto the ocean. And the whole concept is she keeps eating and eating. And it ends, like, the last thing she turns into is this monster, and she's eating from a... Like, she eats all the people on a boat, and she says are still hungry so she kind of goes into a drain pipe and you lead her underneath the bed of molly like the person you're talking about and then it switches back from a monster position into molly who's in her bed and she's saying like i don't want to wake up or i don't want to get out of bed because he's here and the one thing she knows is she is very tasty like so she knows she's going to get eaten and it basically means like molly disappeared nobody knew what happened to her but through this this is kind of explaining that so it's it's abstract in a way yeah. and there's some more that are abstract but it's not like you don't really see any like blood or guts it's very much fantastical like, almost
2: quality to yeah. it like and, and,
0: and i think you have this game i would really recommend you you getting through it yeah I, no, know I, you, I got like, it gregory, and, uh, I, I'll, I'll check it out and, yeah and like <laughs> like gregory is like hard like it's, you know after i i almost had to put the controller down like because gregory is like, yeah i get it he's he's like he's the one-year-old and but it's like how he i don't want to spoil it because really the game is about finding out about these people and it it, it, it's minimal time it's like like i said it's a two-hour game but it it was a very interesting concept and I, i really enjoyed the story of it even if it's like a series of misfortunes. Right. Like nobody yep. comes out of this thing. Like, you know, this is not a game. This is not a game where you're going to feel like happy, but it does make you think a lot. Like, I, I, I felt like I was. So it's a two hour game kinda...
2: that's
1: going to make me sad for two hours.
2: Yeah. It'll just make me think no, a well, little bit. I think it's not going like... to, it's not a feel good game, but it'll make you think a little. Wow. So, it yeah,
1: sounds better than it, playing it Yakuza for odd. 30 minutes.
0: <laughs> it'll yeah, be
2: better. So, I mean, I, I, I was, I was.
0: I was uh, gripped through the whole story, just trying to find out about these people, and some of them. The way the story just goes, is very interesting, and I, I really like it. It actually has a positive message in it, uh, but they kind of kick you in the balls to tell. Like, and while you are on the ground, crouched in pain, then they tell you, "Like, okay, you know, the positive message." So it's just it's an interesting story, and I really liked what they did with it. And it was a, it was a, it was a nice interactive movie i guess or interactive experience because i wouldn't really say it's a game game uh i mean it is but at the same time it's not like what you would expect like a you know shooting going shooting around things it's very much a walking simulator simulator pretty much every you have to do everything in a certain order it's not like you can go out and you know do anything else but if you can i really suggest anybody play that game you know it's it's it was very, very yeah very good. cool all right, everyone, check your equipment, restock those potions, and load up
2: on Magic Scrolls, because it's time for the main quest. All right, are we talking about Anthem?
1: Yes. Yes. Oh, my so God. Now, now we are going
0: to go into the big talk. <laughs> so, so I, I, hey, I, I think we had a pretty good fun time talking so far. Uh, it's actually been pretty uh, light for a hundred and or an hour and 40 minutes but so let's let's really get into the meat of this uh so everybody we all played anthems demo like basically we had like a weekend to try out the different modes that they had it wasn't the full game experience but like bioware wanted to give everybody kind of a taste of what's going on so i think we should start off by saying what exactly we were able to play
1: hang on hang on before before we go into like the details can we just do one thing like <clears throat> I want to ask you guys this question. So, okay. before playing the demo, you know, you were looking forward to and maybe you weren't. Uh, after playing the demo, are you now looking forward to it more? Uncertain you're going to get it? And I kind of know how to ask the question already. Uh, but also, like, are you sad? Like, was it above your expectations or right on target or below? <sighs>
2: I'm going to say below. Well, so just coming well, out with it. It's funny. Just coming out with yeah, it. Yeah, so
0: it's it's funny because I talked to Heidi a little bit about this before we played it. And she had just straight up told me like, "Listen, I'm excited about trying this demo because I I don't know anything about this game. Like, you know, it happens we don't have time to, to look into this stuff or, or it's just not really what we do sometimes. So she had no, no idea what this game was going to be. So I'm kind of like, not sweating here, but I'm like, okay, well, I need to set her expectation away oh, because I know brother. Bioware games. And this game was no. not a typical Bioware yeah, game. Yeah, it's not. So I said, like, but I also didn't want to spoil it for her. So I basically said, okay, Heidi – you don't know anything about this game. That's great. I want to hear what you have to think, but I have to tell you this is a multiplayer-focused game. And that's the only thing I told her, and she, and she kind of made the same noise like, <laughs> uh, when I told her that." God. So, uh, yeah. So, going off of that, like, as far as my answer would be, is it like, it's it's what I expect. I I'm not surprised by it. Okay, but, so it was like uh, right on target
1: as far as expectations go.
0: Yeah, more or less. Like it's pretty much what I'm I'm expecting it.
1: What about you, Heidi? As far as like what you're, oh, you said that you'd last.
2: No, for sure below. I mean, it just it's so, it's too dependent on co-op play, and I just was not expecting it to be so much about that. I mean, I played the first two missions, and there was like I was in the middle of the third. So I I think there were three right in the demo.
0: Yeah, so so in the demo you could do free play, which you you just basically go out in the open world and you know random events happen. Then there's the main mission modes, which there were three of, and then there was like a uh, a dungeon or like I think it's called a stronghold, which is basically equivalent to like a dungeon in WoW, where you go with a group of people and. Whatever the story is there, you do that.
2: Okay, yeah. So I did basically, I guess, the missions for the most part, the mission mode, and almost, I mean, I was halfway through the third, but, I mean, it's it's just, it's too much multiplayer for me. I'm still going to end up buying it. I'm still going to be a sucker because it's Bioware, (laughs) and I have liked every freaking Bioware game out there. And it's just that, that simple for me. Okay,
0: no, that's cool. Like, Well, before we get into that, because I do want to kind of talk a little bit about that and your impression of it. But Andre, what did you think about it? Oh, like, uh, yeah. I you, mean, it, your initial impression.
1: So I would say that it, it is a little bit below my expectations. There's definitely still some performance issues, um, which really shouldn't be there by now if you're releasing the game in like a couple weeks. Um, and like the feeling of how generic it is like i couldn't escape that feeling like i i get it that destiny like doesn't own like every sci-fi shooter but i had a real hard time like not feeling like i was playing like a early like a better version of destiny or like the next expansion pack for destiny um i like the freedom of maneuver and stuff so i thought that was cool uh, but i think i for me it was below expectations and i was kind of like neutral before like i ma- like i may or may not get this game uh and now i'm like i'm not going to get it at release like i want to play it but i'm not i'm going to wait until, like the whatever patch comes out and uh, then and then eventually play it mm
0: mm-hmm. mhm so, I'll, I'll kind of get into what I thought of the game too. Then, uh, so I, I play. I, I guess I played the most of the, this game because I, I completed the three story missions, and I, I tried the stronghold after that, which is that dungeon. Uh, I knew into this game what it was. I knew it was like a Destiny type game, which had definitely like th- when I think of Bioware, I don't i don't like those types of games i had already known things that that automatically turn me off because whenever i play like a bioware game or one of these uh computer rpgs or just any rpgs you know judge me or not but one of the first things i do is i literally type is do they have like romance options because part of it is interacting with what i enjoy about this is interacting with my crew members and you know whatever happens with them you know Whether I I wind up getting a romance option, which Blizzard typically does those very well. They they wind up having uh, interesting stories and involving the relationships. And I knew going into this, they don't have relationships as far as, oh, you can form like a, you guys are a couple or something. Uh, So the way this works is an anthem like anthem is anthem the forge i think is what the the city is called yeah fort tarsis Um, there's two yeah fort tarsis so there's there's two parts of this game one is the that they've uh Highlighted is all your single player and your story stuff is going to happen in fort Tarsus whereas you're good, that's that 's a single player mode you 're in first person mode and you go around talking to your crew members and other people around town where you 'll get quests or whatnot and there's when you will be able to talk to people and have conversations with them and To me, it was we only got to talk to uh, there were three people you could talk to, and then the quest giver and typically these conversations were very like they were binary. It's like literally you have you talk to somebody and there'd be two options. Either you agree with him or you really agree right. with him. Or you disagree with them or that you it's not that big dialogue tree or choices that I feel like there's there was no nuance in a lot of like the talking to like these people which again I kind of knew that was gonna happen but it just it's it's disappointing when I actually see it. It's like man, like I really it was a small clip of the game, and I hope I mean I thought that like the story was interesting the three missions like talking to my matthias like I don't know if you at least thought like the story there was interesting I thought it was the item, I thought it was the, okay. the McGuffin or whatever yeah. it was the McGuffin and you you use it and then he splits into three and then the personalities. Right. like I thought that was again that was an interesting little story, but I wanted to see where it goes but at the same time like, as a whole the whole picture as i'm i'm worried that it's definitely not going to keep my attention yeah, yeah. and and then and, and going with like because did you guys you guys only played with the default um uh, uh fuck i can't even remember what they're called now the the mechs or, uh, the javelin uh, the javelins, javelins, yeah. javelin 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 so you guys only played with the javelin yeah okay and that and and so in this game there are four javelins like there's the standard one which everybody played with in the beginning and if you i think if you beat the third or it might be the second mission uh you want you get the ability to unlock a different uh, another one you get to choose which one it is so there's the the ranger one whatever that one was the one that everybody played uh the the colossus which is the big beefy tank one uh, the storm one which is basically like a robotic mage that flies around doing thunderbolts and shit oh. and then the the like ninja javelin the one that has the like katana and does backflips and shit and mover, maneuvers but is like super weak yeah uh so and and i think and this and i played the colossus one which the colossus one that's what i tend to draw draw to like when i play like wow or anything else it's a uh, i'm a mech like i'm a tank i like to be that beefy guy that kind of takes all the damage and the problem i had with the, this one when i played it was uh, yeah it was beefy but the thing about it is it doesn't have a like a shield like the first one you guys all played with it kind of had like that halo shield where if you, mm-hmm. right. you get hit, right. it goes down and your health bar goes and then if you hide it'll it'll regenerate this one doesn't have that it just has a straight health bar but you're supposed to have like an act an actual active like shield that you push the button to use it and it like blocks incoming damage from like the front but it doesn't start you off with that
1: oh i see
0: so you, i think it's i think it's like a weapon that you have to equip and i didn't have that and so i played like i want to say it was the dungeon that we that i went in and played the colossus in <clears throat> which uh, we'll talk about the dungeon a little bit later but since i didn't have that shield i felt like i was shit, screwed the whole time because the like your shield automatically regenerates but your health doesn't you have to get health back and there's a lot of shit that like flings up at you like i mean i mean there's like guys coming from all all sides all these enemies are coming at you so you have to rely on on that shield mechanic to either hide or do whatever you need to to and you have to rely on your other members too but not having a shield to regenerate like once i die it's I'm dead. I can't do anything. And I, I don't know if you guys had this problem. If you guys died, like the respond time ticked down to zero, but then you didn't respond. It was almost like you had to wait for everybody else to die yeah. or they revive yes. you. Like And I thought it was a glitch because I was like, "Fuck, just like let me let me respond in the back and then come in." Like, because uh, they half the time, especially when it's the classes, I was down. Yeah. Like just because I couldn't regenerate. And that. Yeah. That. Off.
2: That's. That was something that I found very frustrating about the the game too. I I did find that I was waiting around, and it was like, what am I waiting for? Is do I wait for my party to die, or is like, I mean, it, it was a, a, the frustration that came out of it for me yeah. too.
1: And for for me, one thing that it's hard to get over is the fact that like BioWare, like what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to expand into a different branch, and like. Branch out to like different customers. Um, and I like, I'm glad that the buyer element is story, but like, I really kind of feel like I wish this was a single player game. And like, it's not that I don't like co op, you know, or player games, or whatever, but uh, I felt the same way when we play uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, the MMO, you know, I wish that was a player game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this is kind of a trend that's going to keep happening. And for me, like, I I was I went into this demo thinking, okay. Like, I want to see, like, what's gonna grab me? Like, what's gonna make me want to buy this game? And just the fact that you start at level ten and you start, like, in the, like, there's no story. Like, that was kind of a turn off thing for me for the demo. Um, so, I'm not saying I'm not gonna play it. I will play it, but I'm definitely not buying it. But so, for me,
2: I, so, I have to say, as a girl gamer, and I, I think I'm kind of uh, along the same the stereotype that you know, it's very much about story. And it's very much about character development. Um, what I found to be a huge turnoff for me was the dialogue. And I thought it was just very unnatural. And part of what attracts me to Bioware, especially, you know, we I spoke about a little bit earlier, was that, like, having... I always played female Shepard and kept Commander Shepard in Mass Effect and Jennifer Hale is like yeah. an amazing voice actress and I didn't get anything even close to the quality of that. So yeah. talking to the bartender and him telling me about his, you know, time oh, like favorite, I, yeah. I I was like, that, "I'm not <laughs> interested." Like I just and the two options as you said, it's just not very natural the way that you responded well,
0: oh well yeah yeah and i guess it's weird because okay you're talking to the bartender and bartender is like a guy that listens to your problems or whatever right and and literally the guy introduces himself and tells you he's having a problem with a woman and how yeah. can you a guy he's never really talked right. to yeah.
2: how should he fix it, it like you gotta weird. give like, the, the bartender advice and you're but, like what but, yeah
1: but it, you know what that is though like that's what i was saying. Like. That's weird because you're playing the demo. Like, I'm sure when you are playing yeah. the game, that's not like the first thing that comes up to you. Because that's true. You know,
0: God, I uh, hope not. And and I, I, yeah, I hope I hope because, like, whatever problems I've ever had with a BioWare game, like the characters has always been like the main draw more than anything to me. Seeing like Garrus or uh, fuck like uh, Blackwall or any character from like any of these games, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed their stories as much as mine. But like, I, I tell you what, I did not give a shit about exactly. The uh, Matheus was interesting, but it's, it's, it's again, like it's that problem of we're kind of going into like the middle of a book and expecting to know that's these true. people Or that. So that's true. I want to, I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm still want to, I'm interested in the story, like, whatever the multiplayer part is, and I think that kind of sucks. I think, Heidi, with you, like, in order to truly, like, at least have fun playing this game is going to hinge on who you're playing yes. with. Yes. Like, like I can tell you, like, right now, you're, you're not going to like I... me well if, if you're just going in playing, because I played it with random people, and none of us talked. I didn't know these yeah. people. We weren't communicating, and I just felt like it's whenever, like... You need to have that coordination because when we were in a firefight, everybody else was doing one Whatever you wanted. Yeah. Right. Nobody and wants, that's that was the frustrating
2: was part it. about it for me too. The most frustrating it's, part was just being I kept on getting like um, teleported to wherever they were, like the load screen oh, keep coming so on because I was, it was like, yeah. you're not within the parameters of the mission. And it's because everybody went ahead and I'm like, I want to stay behind. I want to like do my explore
1: time. Yeah.
2: Bit. And it, you don't have that at all. You have to like go with everybody. So there's, and especially when there's no communication, if you're with people that, you know, you don't know, that yeah. is the part and, where and I like, don't. I was upset and, about that, and I think I
0: think mechanically this is a good game. Like, like sh- you know, playing in the mech. Like, I don't think any of us really had like big complaints about it. I I hate the boost system, like the flying part, but it's just because of the overheating. Like, I actually really I enjoyed that. Fl- that was I like one the of flying, the things yeah.
2: I actually really liked was just soaring over. Yeah, the
0: yeah, I like that. But then, like, but when you're doing that, like you do it for long enough and all of a sudden you get that like alarm system that you're overheating and you drop like a rock to the ground until you cool off. Like you have to be in the water or whatever. And I hated, like, I could understand that during like a firefight. Like, okay, they don't want you to just fly off or do anything like that. So they kind of limit your mobility and the javelin to do that. But when I'm like in the open world and I have to go from point A to point B for the next story bit, and like... Two or three times throughout that, I have to drop, stop flying, which is fun to go down and either go into water just to do that and then go back up. Like I just felt like it slowed it down and it was not fun. Like it, it took it took away the, the part that I really liked, which was flying and, and kind of seeing the 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 area from like an aerial view and just like hitting a wall. Before I can go back up, and that that was just that was yeah, so strange I could I can understand yeah. that. And, and so, like, I think for you specifically, Heidi, and and really maybe for all of us, like, what would make this game fun, and you might have like a blast playing, and it would change your opinion, is if say I was in there with a Colossus, you say Christian is in there with a Katana. Jumping around because let's face it, that's what he's gonna do. Right. (laughs) He's gonna be whatever he can have a sword. Like, and then say you are, you are like the spellcaster throwing lightning bolts or even like the ranger or any other. I totally am the ranger. And then Andre plays like, and then Andre, you know, playing with us, like that would be super fun. We all play like on a Sunday night and we're going into this dungeon because let me talk about the dungeon a little bit. Like, the dungeon was a, uh, it it was fun like you basically have to go and investigate a uh some hive i guess i don't even it really doesn't matter what it was it's basically a a point where you go you go to this point you have to collect all these things basically you have to get into firefights you go collect all these orbs you place them in there to unlock a door you go into this door you see all these uh like uh What's Starship Trooper type bugs and stuff. Oh, okay. Like you have to go in there and clear eggs and stuff like that. And once you do that part, uh, you know you rile up the big mother, and the mother is this huge fucking beast that takes up like half the screen. That has all these like bulbous part sacks on the back of it. That you know is like. F- a hundred times larger than you and your crew and you guys have to get that thing down like distract it while other people use their abilities and and it sucked because well, that whole fight like halfway through that two people dropped from my team we didn't get anybody else so it was just me it and the guys it sucks guy. yeah and, and this other, the other guy was a Colossus. So this is kind of where I saw, like... And he had that shield that I was talking about. So this guy was able to be in, like, a group of people. He had a shield and a flamethrower. So he had his shield up. He had a flamethrower. He was just running into guys, you know, just setting everybody on fire. Well, I would step out. i get pot-shotted by 20 other guys. Since I don't have a shield to block any of that damage, I'd be on the ground. So until he cleared everything else out, and I just... Then he picked me up, and so I could last another 10 seconds without that shield. And I think that was a detriment to the Colossus class there. And you know, in this demo that I played, that because I didn't have that, and it really took away from my experience. So I didn't enjoy the Colossus like I
2: thought I would. I mean, especially if you describe it like you're being picked up with like your broken body from the ground, it just sounds like you're killing it, and you were just like, "Mm, help me.
0: Yeah pretty much And and it happens like people play games And it's just like there's always the one guy That is just fucking like Jesus Christ Carl why don't you just get yourself up And stop dying and shit And I felt like that guy Like I felt like a Carl I don't know why I just did And so But throughout this whole experience I was like Okay listen this is not working out Like I know I made a bad decision Either to pick the Colossus right now Because I didn't have the right tools I needed for this But I could see the potential, and yeah, Andre says I make excuses for games, uh, for better or worse. Like I think this can be a super fun game. It all comes down to the people you're playing. Like, I really think like if you if all four of us got together, like a Sunday night or something like that, and we got down and got to play the game together, we would have had a blast because we would have been having that communication. We would have been able to fight these giant guys. We would have got some guns and like. Like, I played the guns, and man, the guns felt like Mass Effect 3 to me. Like, I had, some, I had an I issue had with pistol. that. Like, that,
1: that's one thing that's turned out. It was like the the way that the inventory system works. Like, why can't I just hit, like, I yeah. and have an inventory and see my weapons and look at stats right. and stuff? Like, that was a big turn off mm-hmm. for me. Like, I hope that they change that in the future.
2: Yeah, same here. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and so, uh, but I, and they give you a whole bunch of guns, but I just wish, like, like you say, the, maybe there was this, I didn't play around with inventory a lot, but if there was like an optimization button where they pretty much gave you the best stuff uh, that you had to just put on your gear and then like you pick which gun you want, like the best of whatever guns, because there were a lot of guns. There was like, like the Colossus was able to get a mini, a mini, uh, mini gun, which was the main weapon I had. And, but he would also have, like you said, the shield or the flamethrower, there was a pistol and my side weapon was a pistol because in mass effect. I just, I really liked the pistol. Uh,
2: so yeah i'm, I'm i, I think, think you're right i think it, we're i mean the best way that we're probably going to find play this game is is if we do it together people that you know uh at least with yeah. you know the frustrations that we've expressed so i'm meant yeah. for it
0: and and yeah and it's listen we're we're for the most part we're hermit gamers we just like to play our game our single player games so it's we don't really we're not in that like ecosystem where we meet a lot of people online and you know have people we want to play with i'm split between pc and ps4 but i thought like okay well i know you don't have you're not a pc gamer so if if we're going to enjoy this or you're going to enjoy it should i get PS4's anthem and you know I know Christian has Yeah. PS4, so I really think that's that's the only way we can enjoy it like and, and have like fun with it throughout the whole thing because yeah. you have to pretty much like if you try and solo any of these missions like it just it, it's a bad time straight up. It, the game is designed it's not like scalable where a lot of games where if you have one person the the enemies it's are impossible. Scalable. It just seems like it just seems everything is designed for the four people yeah that's a,
1: that's a that's a turn
0: and, off for me so uh whew, uh we're we're an hour and, or two no, and a half, two hours i think we're three yeah minutes,
2: we're so. just two uh, oh. two
1: hours
0: so i mean it's been an easy two hours for me i don't know about you guys but let's kind of wrap it all up i think uh i guess overall impressions it, we're disappointed, but it's because of our play styles in general right now. Uh, it, it, am I wrong? I, mean, I would say it's it? like solely because of my play style. Like I,
1: I, pl- I definitely like enjoy Destiny, and you know, I can think this is a game that's like Destiny, but there's not enough on it right now that really, at least from what I've seen, that it's going to drag me like to play it. So. Well, I mean, actually, it's, it's exciting. Like, I think, I think it could be a great game. Wait, to wait, you and mean, see.
2: you mean Destiny or Anthem? Anthem. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I think that's a good note to end on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming and joining me, especially Heidi. Yeah. Thanks for coming.
2: Thanks for having
0: me. Uh, I really appreciate you, you doing this. Uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I know we enjoyed having you here.
2: I know. I had a had a blast.
0: <laughs> okay, cool, uh, awesome. So you're always welcome to come back if you ever beat a game and you're like, "Hey, Robert, I beat this game." Let's talk about it. I was like, "No problem." You're you're always welcome to come on. Uh yeah. Really enjoyed having you here. So, and if you know, maybe maybe if we want to play like an a- anthem or any other type of like multiplayer game, we can get Christian in here too. And uh, I I had mentioned to you about Overcooked that I'd like to play with you and uh, maybe Fabian. Yeah, well. totally. Uh, and if we can, maybe if you're on enough, we can convince Andre to get a switch. Cause he really needs I'll, I'll get one. Just
1: get a I switch. Like get have to
0: a switch. <laughs> so, uh, but let's, let's pretty much in on that. It, everybody, if you guys liked the episode, please email us at sidescrolls at gmail.com or, uh, tweet us at sidescrolls pod, uh, yeah please everybody we really enjoyed it uh we have to do much many more of these and uh, we hope you guys really like this episode yep. so uh let's just say everybody say bye uh any, any closing thoughts or anything
1: no uh, glad we no. did it uh had fun thanks heidi um don't play of Zero, it sucks uh,
2: <laughs> i <that's> won't
0: <laughs> and then i guess i could say and I, it's, i'll always say this don't listen to, no, listen to robert uh, Everybody, have All a great right. day. Thank Bye. You. Bye.